Hello, channel pros. Welcome back to the Channel Journeys podcast. I'm Rob Spee, your podcast host and cycling fanatic. We're into the final week of the Tour de France. It's been an awesome race with the two leaders separated by seconds. They are dueling each other out on every mountain climb. It's been really fun to watch. Next week, I'll be riding in a different tour, 500 miles across Iowa in the 50th anniversary of Ragbri. I cannot wait. Before heading off on my cycling adventure though, I wanna answer a question that's top of mind for everyone implementing a partner ecosystem strategy. How do you measure the performance and effectiveness of a diverse ecosystem of partners doing so many different things? You have resellers, integrators, consultants, managed service providers, influencers, so many different things to consider. I'm going to share the top 10 things I'm focused on and using to measure the progress we're making with our partner ecosystem at Beyond Trust. But before I get to that, I have big news. If you listened to the end of the last episode, you heard me mention that I have some exciting news for you today on a new sponsor of Channel Journeys. Sponsors help cover the cost of producing this podcast and they help me grow the show. When choosing a sponsor, I always make sure that they represent a great product and service to the channel community. And that's certainly true for my new sponsor. With a global user base of over 4 million partners, Channel Journey's new sponsor, Impartner, is a name you may know of. Impartner is recognized as the global leading provider of partner management technologies. They specialize in cutting edge solutions for partner relationship management and partner marketing automation. Their platform is built around best practices and sophisticated automation, enabling partner teams like yours to quickly move from program operations to maximum time to value. I've known the great folks at Impartner for years, and I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor. All right, on to today's show. Are you ready to measure the performance of your partner ecosystem? Let's go. This is Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals. Here you will meet and learn from channel experts who share their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, channel chief, and adventure seeker, Rob Spee. Okay, guys, as I mentioned on the last show, we wrapped up an exciting second quarter at Beyond Trust, making great progress on our partner ecosystem strategy. But how do I know we made great progress? What should you be looking at to measure the progress and performance of your partner ecosystem? And why are KPIs important in the first place? Building a partner ecosystem takes substantial investment in your channel team and your partners. Your executive team want to know if you're making progress and your CFO wants to know, well, are you getting a good return on investment? You also want to let your internal cross-functional partner teams know what's important. It goes back to that old saying, inspect what you expect. Setting goals on these KPIs helps keep your internal teams aligned. That includes your partner team as well as sales, marketing, professional services enablement, your product teams, all the different teams that are helping you execute on your partner strategy. Let me share 10 key performance indicators or KPIs that you can track and share, and they fall into four main categories. These four categories are partner growth, partner contribution, partner satisfaction, and partner success. Let's start with partner growth, the first category. So this is the overall growth of your partner business, and you can measure three KPIs here for your partner ecosystem. The first one is just overall partner revenue. This is the classic KPI for your partner business. How much business are you doing with, from, through 
your partners. So that could include your partner originated business, the pass through business, the business you bring to your partners and work together and co-selling. That's your overall partner revenue. It's something we've always been tracking and continue to track. And you look at both the overall revenue as well as what percentage of your overall business is that. Is, is overall partner revenue 20% of your business, 50% of your business, maybe 100% of your business. Depends on your business. That's the first one. So overall partner revenue as a KPI. That's a classic. The other classic is partner originated revenue. Here, most companies have a target of how much business they're looking for partners to bring to them. As you invest in partners, this is a key thing that your CRO, your CFO is looking for, and your sales reps too. Hey, I'm working with this partner. Why aren't they bringing me more business? And that is a hard number. You have a revenue target that you're looking to have, and it's often derived from a percentage. What percentage of your overall revenue are you looking to have originated by partners? And that's going to vary by region. In some regions, you may say, hey, I'm looking for 50% of the business to be partner originated. We've got a very mature channel there. Newer channels, maybe it's 10, 20, 30%. That's going to vary. So that's another factor here is these KPIs are going to vary. You're going to have your global numbers and then your regional numbers, probably down to the country level. The third one is a new one for us, and I call it focus partner revenue. We take a, an approach that we're looking for higher quality over quantity of partners. So we have drilled down and, and named about 10% of our partners as focus partners. Those are the partners they are going to have CAM coverage, channel amount, account manager coverage. We're going to be doing business planning with those focus partners. They're going to be eligible for more benefits in terms of dedicated resources, MDF, enablement, a lot of key things that they're going to receive as focus partners. And we're going to be looking for something in return as well. These are partners that are strategic. They're investing. They really want to grow with you. So that's the focus partner revenue. And you want to look at what percentage of that is Focus partner revenue versus overall revenue. Result of that is you have non-focus partners, right? Who's going to manage the non-focus partners? That's where distributors can come in and play a huge role. If you've got a two-tier strategy, your disties can manage the non-focus partners and help bring some of those non-focus partners into the focus partner category by growing them, by helping them develop and build into much more strategic partners for you. All right, so those are the three KPIs under partner growth. Overall partner revenue, partner originated revenue and focus partner revenue. The second category is partner contribution. This is a new area. So when you're looking at the new partner ecosystem, you have different partner types and how are those different partner types contributing to your business? In our ecosystem, the three new partner types that we're looking at, one are the global system integrators. Another are the TAP, the technology alliance partners. And the third are our service delivery partners. And so the three KPIs that we're looking at here, the first one is GSI influence. This is a huge role of the global system integrators. They have deep relationships in the accounts and can play a very big role in influencing the deals. They know a lot more about the accounts typically than your sales reps. They've got longstanding relationships. They have functional business experts who came out of industry and then went to work for that GSI. They could play a huge role in influencing their, your deals, and you want to be able to measure that. So that's one big KPI, GSI influence. Typically, that could be a percentage of revenue. What percentage of your revenue do you want to have being influenced by your GSIs? And again, that's going to vary very likely by region, by country. The second one is TAP influence, technology alliance partners. So there are different types of TAP influence. 
One of those is tap marketing influence. If you're doing what we call trifecta campaigns, where you're doing marketing events with your tap partners and also bringing in other partner types, that's hugely effective. That's going to drive new business opportunities that you could call tap influenced. Another area of tap influence is the tap integration, the technology integration that you're doing with those partners. That integration can be hugely important to the customer, can make or break a deal. So you might want to measure that kind of tap influence. The third one that you're looking for, and this one is very beneficial, is when you get to the stage where your technology alliance partner sales reps are in the deals and working co-selling with your own reps. They're influencing deals in your direction. You might be working with them on a particular deal and both solutions are going to be included in, in the proposal. Maybe one solution they're going to buy first and then the other solution. There are a lot of different ways that this can play out, but you want to be measuring that tap influence. The third measurement, third KPI is partner delivery. What percentage of your opportunities are being delivered by a partner? That's maybe something that you're not able to track yet, but you can set that up like we did in our Salesforce system. So in our CRM, we're, we're measuring on each opportunity, we are measuring who is delivering, what partner is actually delivering, or is it being delivered by your own professional services? So that's something that you want to track and set, set targets on what percentage of opportunities will be partner delivered over the next couple of years and what do you want to grow that to. So that's partner contribution. The third area is partner satisfaction. I think this one is becoming more and more important. Key element of your partner ecosystem strategy is what kind of experience are your partners having working with you as the vendor? There are two ways that we measure partner satisfaction today. The first is partner margin. What kind of margin can partners make selling your products, delivering services around your product? That's hugely important to them. And depending on their business model, of course, they're looking for different ways to earn that margin. So you want to be tracking, finding out what kind of partner margin are they making and that how does that compare to your competitors, to benchmarks in the industry? The other measure of partner satisfaction is a net promoter score. This is something that you can get through partner surveys. What do partners think of you as a vendor and are you getting a high NPS net promoter score from them? That's a key thing that you can be measuring. We've started measuring that and it's been really interesting to see how that's growing. All right, so those are the two key areas under partner satisfaction, partner margin and partner NPS. The fourth bucket is partner success. This one is so important. You know, in the SaaS world, you've got to drive customer success. And one way to drive customer success is through partner success. A couple things that you can measure here. One is the number of partner certifications. That's sales certifications, pre-sale certifications, as well as implementation, delivery certifications. Those are all areas of measuring your partner's skills. How good of a job are they doing in learning how to sell, how to deliver your products? By getting those certifications, that should help them deliver a better customer experience throughout the buyer's journey. The second KPI is the partner delivery net promoter score. So I mentioned a partner net promoter score measuring you as a vendor. What do they think of you as a vendor? But what do your customers think of your partners? That's where you can measure and get an NPS score by surveying your customers on the partner's delivery and get that partner delivery NPS. So those are two key ways that you can track partner success, one through certifications. You could also track number of projects that they're delivering. The second is partner delivery net promoter score. Okay, so there are 10 ways to measure the performance of your partner ecosystem, as well as the effectiveness of your partner program, all the things that you're doing to build that ecosystem. There's one more measure though, the most important of all, and that is the overall growth of your company. 
If your partner ecosystem strategy is fully baked into your go-to-market strategy, fully baked into your overall company strategy, which it should be, then what impact is it having on the growth of your company? What impact is it having on the value of your company to your shareholders? Is it driving a higher multiple by allowing you, for example, to have a higher percentage of your revenue from the SaaS software and a lower percentage from services by driving a higher percentage of services through partners? That's what you ultimately want to see is that growth in your company, the growth in the value of your company. That's the key reason that we're building these partner ecosystems in the first place. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends and be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure. All right, guys, there you go. 10 ways I am measuring partner ecosystem performance. How about you? What are you measuring? Are there any ecosystem KPIs you're tracking that I missed? I'd love to hear. For all of today's show notes, including a list of these KPIs, you can go to channeljourneys.com slash CJ118. You can subscribe while you are there. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our new sponsor, Impartner. Be sure to check them out at Impartner.com. You may have noticed that along with a new sponsor, my Channel Journeys promo graphic has a new look. What do you think? I would love to hear. I've got a whole new round of awesome channel pros joining the show over the coming months, and I'm working on a really fun episode that I, I can't wait to share with you. Until then, have an awesome channel journey.